Welcome to the podcast of St. Basil the Great Catholic Church in Brecksville, Ohio, with homilies, talks, and interviews relevant to your Catholic faith. God bless you, and enjoy. I have to admit, I love the season of Christmas. I love the change in the weather, the brisk air. I do love a white Christmas. I love the atmosphere that you find in the streets and the neighborhoods with houses decorated, lights aglow, the malls and the shops fully decorated, music playing. People seem joyful and festive. They seem to be more patient, more open, more willing to share with a stranger. I also want to admit then one of the things I missed in the 10 years I was in Tennessee was St. Basil's at Christmas. There is something unique about the way this community celebrates the birth of Christ. It is and it's almost undescribable. The way the worship committee decorates the church brings you into an environment where you know God resides. The music and all the Masses, the Children's Mass, the Midnight Mass, the regular Masses, touches you and wants you to join in the chorus of the heavenly angels and give praise to God. The homilies given by Father Walt and John and Father Dave and Deacon Lou inspire and touch. It is a unique community that welcomes strangers and shares your faith with them. And I missed that. And here we are, the day, three days after Christmas, and it seemed that like on December 26th, Christmas ended in the community. The church here is the same, the decorations the same, the music's the same, but out there in the world, things changed one day after the birth of Christ. The people were not as festive, it was business as usual. They were sharp, they were rude, They were certainly not patient. It seems like the birth of Christ is like our own birthday. We celebrate it one day and the next day we're just looking forward to the next 365 days and hope that we're going to be here. The birth of Christ, the church today, and what it does in the Christmas season is not a one-day event. It is a series of weeks where the church invites us to look and focus on the promise of God. And today we celebrate the Feast of the Holy Family, where the church a hundred years ago made this an official feast of the church. used to be celebrated after the Epiphany. Now it is celebrated before. And the church wants you to look at Jesus and Mary and Joseph and the family unit that they are, the love they shared, the faith they shared, the joy they shared. And they tell us we should be like Mary and Joseph in our families. The church holds this up as a model for us. And yet, if you are honest with yourself, we look at Mary and we look at Joseph and we look at Jesus and we know our families are nowhere near what theirs was. We look at Mary and they're saying, there's no way in the world we could be like Mary. She was prepared for her role in salvation history. Before she was conceived in her mother womb, and as she was conceived, she was protected from original sin, untainted by the sin that taints us all. The only human born that was ever that way. And we look at Joseph chosen by God to be the 
the husband of Mary, and to take Jesus into his home and father him. And we know we're not going to measure up to Joseph, are we? So why does the church hold his family up and say, this is the model, when it's almost an impossible dream? We're sure to be disappointed in the outcome if we try. But if we go to the scriptures, I think there's more, we have more in common with, with Mary and Joseph than you believe. For the scriptures tell us that Mary and Joseph were confused. They lacked understanding. When the angels talked to Mary, she said, how can this be? This can't happen. It's physically impossible. And the angel says, the Holy Spirit's going to have, overshadow you. She's okay. If we say that, say that to you, you're not going to say, okay. You say, I still don't understand it. But Mary accepted it. When Joseph wanted, found out she was pregnant and wanted to divorce her quietly, rather than bring her to the exposure to the law, an angel came to him and said, take Mary. He said, okay. Didn't mean he understood. It means he accepted the will of God. And as much you and I don't understand about following Christ, as much we don't understand about how salvation works, as much we don't understand about Christ dying for our sins and God promising us through the prophet Jeremiah that he would forgive and forget our sin because of the death and resurrection of his son. We don't understand how that works. I think maybe a lesson Mary could teach us, and this also comes from the scriptures, The scriptures tell us, and Mary pondered all these things in her heart. I think Matthew is a southerner, ponder. I heard that word a lot in Tennessee. She pondered all these things in her heart. It means she reflected on Jesus Christ. Even though she was told by Simeon that the sword would pierce her heart, at every step of Jesus' life, she reflected on it. And there's a lesson for us in there, that we need to reflect on the birth of Christ and what it means to us. And how to appropriate salvation for ourselves and live our salvation. Paul, in his letter to Timothy, tells us that the scriptures are capable of giving us wisdom for salvation. So we have the ability to understand what God is doing. The question is do we have the will to accept it as Mary and Joseph did? Are we willing to say, Yes, Lord, I will accept it? I don't understand it, but I'm going to accept it. And I'm going to follow you and I'm going to let you mold me and shape me. And why would we say that? Because that's what God promised us he would do for us. He told us he would change our hearts in the prophet Ezekiel. Jesus said this Holy Spirit would teach us and guide us to all the truth. And God's plan involved Jesus Christ It involved the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. It involved the coming of the Holy Spirit. It involved establishing the kingdom of God here on earth. And we have a piece of that kingdom right here at St. Basil's. And you experience it every Christmas, but God invites us to experience it every day. Every day of our lives, we're going to take that experience of salvation into the world. And like Joseph and Mary, give witness to the Christ who dwells in us to the Christ who lives in us, to the Christ who is present to us in the Word every time we gather for liturgy, 
the Christ who is present to us in the Eucharist every time we gather in liturgy, and the Christ who is present to us in the people as we gather together for liturgy. We are Christ bearers. We are designed to be Christ bearers. And yes, we could say Mary and Joseph were equipped for their role, but the scriptures tell us you and I are also equipped for our role in salvation. For we are told by Paul that each one of us has a gift for the, for the good of the body. That each one of you sitting here, no matter what your age, no matter what your condition, you have a gift to give to the body. To make St. Basil's more vibrant than it currently is. You have the ability to make St. Basil a light on a hill that brings people to it. That flocks to it because they want what you have. They want to discover what you have. And there's our witness. And Paul tells us in the second letter, in his letter to the Colossians today, he says, put on meekness and humility and patience and kindness, bearing with one another and forgiving with one another. Think about putting this on. It's like you decided what to wear to church today. You made a decision what to wear. And God is inviting you to make a decision to put on Christ. To wear him visibly as we, we leave this church every Sunday and take him into the workplace, into the markets, onto the golf courses, into the ski hills. And we're to put on Christ and let the light of Christ shine from us. So that when people come to us, they say, well, we can invite them to come learn about Christ right here. From all the various ways we are engaged, we can invite them. My brothers and sisters, don't look at who we are today. Look at who God created you to be. Because he created you to be his witness, his disciple. And he's given you all the tools you have to be that. You were already gifted. He sent his son to redeem you and bring you into the kingdom of, of light. Now all you need is the willpower to walk. The life that God is calling you to walk. Just as Mary and Joseph did. Listening to God for direction. Responding to him even when we don't understand. This is what the Holy Family did. This is what we are called to do. We hope you enjoyed this audio from our parish. You can find other homilies, talks, and interviews at our website, basilthegreat.org, or by subscribing to this podcast in your favorite app. Just search for St. Basil Catholic Church, Brexville. St. Basil the Great, pray for us.